Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, uh, February 11th, 2021. And today we have a very special guest host with us today. Uh, I, I call him a guest host because he is the most popular guest on the show. He's the most frequent recurring guest on the show. And I don't think we're going to miss a beat today, Ted. It's Ted Coffin with the Detroit News. Uh, we're here to talk a little start to the Red Wings season uh what's ahead probably we'll we'll probably end up divulging into cricket or uh handball or something along those lines at some point uh because that's just kind of how it usually goes but welcome back to the show it's another time for a ted talk i'm excited i am honored i am honored and i kind of feel like brian lashoff tonight with no ethan here (laughs) missing your defensive partner and i feel like brian lashoff or joe hicketts kind of like coming up from grand rapids and filling in the role here. I, it's uh, hopefully I can handle the handle the situation, handle the take advantage of the opportunity. You know, for like the entire first couple years uh, of Brian Lashoff's professional hockey career, I thought he was like thirty five, and turns out he's. I think did he's even 30 yet. Like, I don't know if he's even 30 yet, but like That's he came up question. and he was like, he was a regular in he the was, lineup. He scored a goal his first game, I think. Didn't <laughs> yeah. he? he was here during the Babcock era. Yeah. He, I want to say he, he was, was here until right there during that, during that run against, uh, well, I don't know if you'd call it a run uh, around in seven games. Um mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure he was on that team, I want to say, like a regular on that team. And then he just kind of kind of gradually filtered out. Yeah. Yeah. Never really like reached any potential after that. Not but saying that, they do love him. I mean, he's kind of he fills a really big role in that organization. I mean, he does a nice job. He's almost like a player coach in Grand Rapids. You can if he if they need him to come up, they know what they're gonna get from him, kind of like a professional outing. You know, he can fill the job for a little while. And he makes Grand Rapids a competitive team with his own with you know with his own style of play. So he's actually a very valuable guy to have in the organization. I mean, I'm sure we could think of several tigers who were kind of like that back in the day. And um Kind of like Don. I don't know. Would you compare him to Don Kelly or not? I mean, well, eh, I, if he, he would have to have more like major leaguer. Yeah. yeah, he would have to have more like use in the. Uh, yeah, baseball wise. Ryan Rayburn. No, that's still still kind of like along the same lines. <laughs> Brennan Bosch. Uh, yeah. Chris Shelton. No, well, he was yeah, never electrifying yeah, as Chris Shelton. Brennan Bosch. Oh my God, man! Do you remember the summer of Chris Shelton? That was one of the most exciting. It was a more of a month, wasn't it? Wasn't it more? You, you might be right. You might be right. Brennan Bosch was like that was. Brennan like Bosch was the summer kind Mark of. Mark Teixeira 2.0. I can't remember. Oh, I, I guess I can't remember who 
really. He had an RBI every time he came up. He had an R. Brennan Bosch had almost like an RBI every time he came up. Had a really big year. But then again, he just never took off really, though, after that. So Chris Shelton in 2005 batted 299 in 60 or uh, in 107 games with 18 home runs. So almost hit 300. Then the next year he hit 273 and 16 home runs. And then he only homered two more times in his entire major league baseball career. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, Yeah. But anyways, we are here to talk a little bit about hockey. The last time we talked, we hadn't seen the Red Wings in uh, like 10 months, nine months, something like that. We finally have gotten back to it. And when I say gotten back to it, I mean that exactly because the things have not exactly started too well. I can't remember what their record is off the top of my head at the moment. Honestly, it's like three, seven, and two. Does that sound right? Right now as we speak? Yeah. They're a very robust three, nine, and two right now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Three, nine, and two. Only worse. I mean, the only team worse there are those mighty – Ottawa Senators, but I'll give Ottawa a bit of a, a bit some slack because they're in a tough division, man. They are. They get no breaks. They're running in a tough division and they can't handle it. Yep. They're going to have the worst record in the league. But would you bet on the Wings against Ottawa in a seven-game series? I'm not quite sure. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. yeah I would say the only thing that gives that would give Detroit an edge is uh maybe goaltending because their goaltending has just been so atrocious i've never been a big big i've never been a huge matt murray fan i never have i and it's not working not looking very good it really isn't yeah yeah and like you mentioned like they are just that division is stacked you look at any one of those teams and I'd say six of them had a chance to win the division this year. Like legitimately, I mean, I, I picked Calgary, like any, like you could have reasonably picked Vancouver. Yeah. Oh yeah. Toronto and Montreal. I mean, we've talked about them on the show. They are one of the most fun teams in hockey to watch this season. Yeah. So. uh, Toronto's looked awfully good too, though. They really have. They really have. Um, And everybody's killing Vancouver. Everybody's killing Vancouver. But from what I gather, they haven't gotten their fill of Ottawa yet. Ottawa's still coming up. Yeah. So that's going to increase the W's for the Vancouver Canucks here coming up. So I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be all right. Well, you know what I think too? And I I said this before the season uh, that I thought they were going to take a step back. And the thing I didn't like was this. They weren't like a dominating force last year like yes they did go they were what a game seven away from the conference final but that was not the team that was there during the regular season they were a nice scrappy young team with yeah it was playing like it had nothing to lose and was getting results like it had nothing to lose and they were a good story they were probably a fringe playoff team right uh if the season like under normal circumstances and then they go out and they like they get rid of their goaltender and they swap them out for Braden Holpe, which I was even on the side of, I liked that Braden Holpe signing. Uh, but I, I, didn't, I didn't mind the way it. I didn't they were moving it. things around. You let Tanev go, you bring in Nate Schmidt. Yes. Hypothetically, like is maybe Nate Schmidt is more valuable, but like 
we're starting to see Tanev worked much better within that system. And I just don't like this. Right, right. Got all these young guys, you know, uh, that you're trying to, uh, you know, teach good habits and get them accustomed to the NHL game. They're able to thrive uh, in the postseason when they got, you know, to Foley and all those guys they added that the uh, deadline, then you just start, you start mixing up like those pieces. And I just, I don't think that ever works at least right away. No, that they won't have in this season. There's not a ton of time to figure it out either. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, but um, I, I they were such an exciting team in the summer. I'm hoping they can get it together and play that brand of hockey. There's a lot of talent on that team, but all right, I, I, I don't know how we've it's we've veered off to Vancouver Canucks from the Red Wings. <laughs> Are three nine and two. That's probably why they caught a bad break with five guys on the COVID list right off the butt, right off the yep. hop. I mean, and you take five those five guys out of the lineup. I mean, they look like the team they were from last year. I mean, the same type of yeah. It's like oh boy, the games where they've had the the full lineup, Nolan, they haven't been that bad. No, I mean, they're lose, they're a competent. They'll lose two to one or three to four to two with an empty net goal or something like that. I mean, yeah, that's what the type of team they are, probably. All right, folks, got to jump in here real quick to talk to you guys today about Built Bar. That's right, the most delicious tasting protein bar on the market is here with six new amazing flavors. They've got caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. That is going on top of their 12 original flavors. I've said before, I said it once, I said it twice, I'll say it again. Do not miss out on this lemon almond cheesecake. It is like, uh, it's it's unlike anything I've ever expected to taste. It's unlike anything I uh, thought a protein bar could be, and that's really what Bill Bar does. They continue to as they say, raise the bar. Um, it's not like those other protein bars. You go to the gas station, you pay like an arm and a leg for them, and they uh, they suck. Uh, Built Bar tastes like a candy bar. That's that's the best part about them. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're all soft, and they're very easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. I'm telling you right now, if you want to start getting in shape for the spring, for the summer, it starts with Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get 20% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. That is the best fucking power play the Detroit Red Wings have had in four games. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast of breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, you look at, and and we haven't really broken down the Florida, the second Florida game too much, so we can actually kind of go into that a little bit today. But like, I think when you look at both Florida games, the second Tampa game, I think it was the first Dallas game. Uh, and then when I say both Florida games, I mean in the first series and then uh, game two of the Florida series this time around, they're a power play goal away from being in that game. They went over in all of those uh, games. The other night, Florida goes one for one. Guess what? It's a one goal game. 
that night against Tampa, Detroit goes 0 for 4. And it was a one. Not sure what more we can say about about the power play. I really yeah. don't. You know what? It's been like that for several years now. I mean, yeah. I don't know what we can say about it, honestly. I mean, it's rarely even a – they lose momentum. They don't gain momentum. Yes. They lose momentum. Yep. And then and with the personnel they have, it should be – somewhat better i mean it's amazing. it shouldn't be 10 percent like that <laughs> like the the 10 percent mark right now is is really bad but and and that's the thing but i also think that could be a little bit of a, a positive note because it means they're not winning games they're upping their chance for the draft stock uh but at the same time they do look like a much better hockey team like don't defensively don't they look a lot better defensively this season yeah oh yeah it's like easy to especially this last week and stuff yeah 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 yeah, for sure for sure christian juice and uh, i would actually love to talk about uh this with you christian juice is looking like a really nice pickup i'm pretty sure he was on the top pair the other night uh in place of nemeth Mm -hmm. yeah i think so hasn't looked that good this season Uh, no you're right about nemeth i mean for you know for whatever reason it just hasn't worked this season but yeah, I mean, Christian Jews, I mean, he was on Washington Stanley Cup roster and played a lot. So that kind of gives you an impression of, you know, his caliber of play, I guess, at times or whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, that game last night, the Florida game, the 2-1 to Florida game, in some ways, I guess it's kind of typified the season. I mean, yeah, can't score – Five on five power play is non-existent. Get good goaltending. I mean, Reiser was good. Mm-hmm. Um, give up a key penalty. Penalty kill is usually somewhat okay, but the one you know you give up a timely penalty, a goal, power play goal to the other team. I don't know. It's just there's just not quite enough there yet. Yeah, to be a very competitive hockey team, I think at at the end of all this, I mean, I think they'll be percentage wise probably a, hopefully a better team than they were last season. But there's still a lot of work to be done to get this into a playoff caliber team. And I saw an interesting stat this afternoon. It's like out of the seven top teams in, in terms of win percentage. Five of them are in the Atlantic division, you know, the pre-COVID Atlantic division. So, yeah, yeah, good luck trying to move up into that neighborhood here next season or something. Oh, yeah, that's going to be uh, that's going to be an absolute nightmare. I, and but I think the the main point here is that they have graduated from hopeless to <laughs> sometimes incompetent. Like, I mean, but we all kind of thought that was going to be the case. this. Yeah, season. yeah. But, and you mentioned the guys on COVID, like how much, like it is almost a shock how much Robbie Fabry and Philip Zadina coming back has meant to this team. Like they just look more lines are having the chance to create. Cause all of a sudden you take Giovanni Smith from having to put him on the first line and throw him on the third line, or you take, uh, you know, Nemestikov, you can kind of move things around and still have like a little semblance of depth. And that was one of the big problems last year, right? Was the depth. 
and lack those guys thereof, were, yeah. a lack of professional depth. I yeah. Mean, and I mean, you have guys who aren't even in the National Hockey League right now, like Brendan Perlini, Christopher N., who's over in Europe or whatever, um, Justin Abdelkader, yep. uh, Madison Bowie, Jonathan Erickson, Trevor Daly, and I'll include Mike Green. What happened to Madison I mean, Bowie? Madison Bowie's in the American League. The Blackhawks signed him. Oh, yeah. And he's in their minor league system. Interesting. Well, I think the, part of the reason was, I guess, it gives it's more of like a protection for next season for the expansion draft. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's wow, another thing. Kinda, yeah. uh, that's another thing we can kind of get to because one of my predictions uh, was that Troy Stetcher was going to play himself in a third protected role, and he's going to be a guy who the Red Wings probably look to maybe sign to an extra two, three years before this season's even done. Well, he's he signed to a two-year deal, so he's still for sure here next. He's been a nice addition. Yeah, but you might want to like the one I'm, who I've liked lately is John Merrill. I think John yeah, Merrill, both of them, a year or two. I agree. Sure. But I think Troy Stetcher is young enough that you maybe make the commitment to him now. I don't know. How old is he? He's got to be in his upper 20s, doesn't he? Or... 26, I believe. Okay. And he, has, he hasn't he has had a bad night this season. Like, obviously, I, I'm not completely honed in on the third-pairing defenseman all the time. But, I mean, as much as Mark Stahl – it's interesting because, like, Mark Stahl, the way he like he negatively affects his D partners, uh, and I think even his, you know, sometimes bad performances slow, are man. a little he's, bit overblown. Well, he well, he pinches there. a lot. He like he inexplicably pinches a lot, and you're like, Mark, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, and then yeah. and and the fact that Troy Stetcher never gets made to look like a fool because of that, when they've scored quite a few goals, because Mark Stahl, I always think back to uh, that Dallas. Uh, game he like he went to go pinch uh, the puck hopped over his stick or no so Anthony Mantha had like the inside track I think it was like uh, Pavelski or somebody this is sorry I'm telling you a completely bird brain story I'm gonna start this over okay <laughs> so it was actually in the Columbus series uh, I can't remember it was, I think it was the second game it was the goal that Dubois scored uh, Anthony, By the way, isn't it cool that we're talking about series now, like baseball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I mean, everything's I a two-game series. Everything's a series now. Yeah. I and yeah. I only don't like it, like, in the situation like the Tampa series when you lose, like, a billion to one the first game and you're just like, all right, well, this sucks. Nolan, I'm, I'm liking this, man. I think that they, gotta, they need to do something with this going forward. I like – Two game series, I really do. I mean, I, there's no way I don't think we'll ever get this again to a, to this extent. But I like the continuous two game series, man. I do. I don't just it, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, it's almost like you get a better understanding of how good or bad the other team is. You kind of get a good feel for their lineup and yeah. stuff. Like kind of like a three game weekend baseball series. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, the guys are loving it. I mean, they less travel. 
It makes sense. We haven't really seen the animosity yet. We haven't really seen the animosity, but well, well they have in the Canadian Florida. division. There's animosity there, man. Oh yeah, big time. Okay, let's let's talk about Florida because there is like some legitimate animosity brewing there, and it's like. It, it feels like it anyways. Like every game, there's something. Uh, the first game, it was the Rasmussen hit. The game after that, or I can't remember. Maybe that was the, the second game of the first years. But then, you know, to start off this one, you got the Glenn Denning and Gudis hit. Then all of a sudden, you have Giovanni Smith. That was a clean hit. Do you? What did you, you think? I thought he caught him high. Uh, I thought it was exactly. It was close. It was really close. I, I think, uh, and me and Ethan kind of touched on it a little bit. That hit is going to look violent. The game is faster than ever. Yeah. And yes, like it, you, you're kind of like, well, what could he have done? Like he's a big dude. Luke Lendon is really not that big. I think in today's NHL, unfortunately, you just can't make that hit. Like if you're Racco Gudis, because at the end of the day, it's if it's to the head. Uh, but then even like the the uh, Giovanni hit on Weger, I thought was pretty high too. Um, so I don't know. I, I think it is inevitable in a lot of in a lot of ways, but when it's a guy like Gudis picking off a guy like Glenn Denning, it just it it does Gudis, man, he is something else. <laughs> he has been for a minute. Uh he looks we, like a big Czechoslo big Czech Republic lumberjack or something like that, man. Yeah, yeah. I was but like in a nice buttoned up way. Like he's going to wear like a, he'll have a nice unbuttoned thermal in the morning and he like makes pancakes and stuff. You can kind of see that. Like, I like that. Yeah. I can see that. In a lot of ways. A nice that. manicured beard. Uh, it says like, Hey, I'm more than just a woodcutter. It seems like he's been around for a while now too. He has with a lot of different teams. I wonder. It's like, man, this guy, I mean, he's been with the, he's been around. I mean, mm-hmm finding a one-year contract and stuff all right folks just got to jump in here again real quick to talk to you guys today about bet online bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action football might be over but the nba college basketball and the nhl are in full swing bet online even covers awards tv shows reality tv you can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you will get a 50% welcome bonus today with your first deposit. Go to BetOnline.com right now, your online sportsbook experts. Fedorov gives him the business. Every Wednesday on Lockdown NHL, take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Avampedo from Lockdown Kings and Tom Gazzola of Lockdown Oilers. Whether it's a look at the top-end contenders like Vegas and Colorado or breaking down the rebuilds of the Kings and the Blackhawks, Lockdown NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you get your podcasts. I tweeted this out yesterday. I said, you know what Red Wings' privilege is? is feeling no, like you're too good for a beef with the Florida Panthers, despite them being projected to finish miles above you in every statistical category. Because I think if right now you brought that up to a Red Wings fan, you'd be like, come on, dude, the Florida Panthers, we're really going to that, – that's not a team we have a rivalry with. But at the end of the day, like, there's some, there's some stuff brewing, and I'm, I'm very much online, Ted. The people hate the Florida Panthers right now, particularly – Seriously? Yeah. 
don't know. It's almost like they're, they're, I don't want to say they're irrelevant, but they're definitely the outposts of the NHL, what they done the organization. I don't know what rivalries. Well, if chances are you're not going to see Nashville, Chicago, Columbus is even in the other division. I don't, I don't know. Thing is, it doesn't help that this team still, like we said, I don't know. It's not like they're going to be in the playoffs. And that's where really the rivalries get established, yeah. I think. That's the impression I've always gotten. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, okay, Tampa and Florida, they'll be in the division, so. Yeah, but they're they're uh, and that's why I think Florida's a good candidate because like Tampa would never even engage in that type of stuff, but like Florida, what do they got to lose? You know, so it's not like they're blowing a clear shot at a cup run, you know, <laughs> like or whatever. I'm very impressed by the way with Tampa's nine and one start or whatever it is. I thought they'd be a little bit of a hangover. I, I didn't think they'd be as good without Kucherov. Mm-hmm. And they're playing as well as that. They, if they're healthy, they have a chance to steal another one pretty easily. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that, especially when you look at the path that they have through the playoffs. Like, usually they got to go up against Boston in that yep. second round or somebody like. Chances are their toughest matchup is going to be Carolina, which no disrespect. I like to Carolina. Carolina a lot. I like That's not, yeah, I mean, don't sleep on Carolina. Uh, but it's not they're not a blue blood like boston is like they'll, the carolina will give oh, them no. problems but you know it's they're not president's trophy winning teams by the way thanks to the boston bruins and chicago blackhawks for making me look so damn smart so far i picked the blackhawks last in the division <laughs> so did i <laughs> caveat that with the caveat that they're going to be what the red wings were last season Thanks for the Blackhawks for playing 500 hockey up to this point. And then the Bruins, I picked them to finish fifth in that division. So that's not looking great either. So thank you for the Bruins and the Blackhawks for making me look like a yeah, very educated hockey writer out there. That's funny. We had the exact same uh, stance in the Blackhawks. I said they they don't really have a, any centers. <laughs> uh, I mean, they got one. Look at the people they had out or have out still. Yeah, and that's what I said. I said, and no the thing is, that I've seen, for whatever reason, I've seen quite a few of their games. They look pretty good. I mean, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't get that fourth spot, but maybe fifth or sixth. I mean, I don't know. They look pretty good. I, I agree with you. I had the impression that they had a very similar forward group uh, to the Red Wings. They were a little bit better defensively, but their goaltending, I thought, was going to be... Oh, it was going to be... I, everybody awful. thought it was going to be atrocious. And then I Kevin Lankin just comes out of nowhere. He's come in and does a nice, done a nice job so far. Yeah. And he and he kind of... It seemed like he was their third option coming out of camp and going into the season. Like, So, I mean, they had like those two quick games with Dila and Subban, and I was like, oh, boy. like Things might get See, real bad for these guys. Everybody was talking, and I still hear it a lot, that this is like such a deep and talented division yeah, it's top heavy i mean tampa carolina dallas those three teams look awfully good still now but then you got that little group with columbus all right florida for now kind of looks obviously but yeah i'm still not completely sold florida columbus nashville 
Yeah, it could go either way. I mean, you got teams there. Columbus and Nat- Nashville isn't looking very good at all right now. Mm-hmm. Columbus could be a, a dumpster fighter here pretty soon. Yep. I don't know. I mean, that's another reason the Wings should be able to grab some W's here, you'd like to think, along the way. But obviously it hasn't occurred yet. And I think that that is coming. Like, I think, like, winning three out of four or, you know, like those little, those little, those good weeks are coming. I really do think that because they need to do well against Nashville this weekend. Yes. Playing bad hockey. Uh, You like to see, think they can get three out of four points. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think a split would even be good enough. I mean, if you're really going to change this thing around this season, go in there and get three out of four points against Nashville. All right, folks, that is where we will stop the conversation for this episode. Turned out to be a two-parter. I didn't say that at the top of the episode. I should have explained. It's been kind of a weird uh, week with uh, Ethan. Well, actually, I don't want to spoil his surprise announcement. Um, Ethan's been busy, so I uh, invited Ted in here, and we turned it into a two-parter because we were a day late on an episode. So you got a two-episode Thursday. Uh, we've got part two with Ted Coffin on the other episode. So we'll see you guys over there. Do not go very far because uh, it's it's always fun talking to Ted, right? We'll see you back there. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.